Hello, and welcome to the Broke Bingo Addict. This is a podcast that ventures through the wild and crazy world of bingo. This is much more than your grandmother's bingo. My name is Shari, and welcome to this week's edition of The Broke Bingo Addict. I want to continue our talk about drive-in bingo. I think I called it drive-up bingo in the first episode, which is incorrect. Uh, But I've also heard it called car hop bingo. So no matter what it's called, it's all basically the same, which is you're playing bingo in your car. This is far from how we're used to playing, but it seems to be working for now. You know, when I initially found out about drive-in bingo, there were two options available that were within a reasonable distance from my house. Now there are actually four, plus Cry Help, which was one of the first places I went to, has expanded to two days of the week. Uh, That's only been an option for the past few weeks, but hopefully it's also going to be a success. Since I now have some experience under my belt playing this type of bingo, there are a few things I'd like to pass along, a couple of tips for you. My first recommendation is if you're going somewhere that you've never played before, try to go online and see if you can find out any information about them. What are their rules? What do they typically play? Where are they located? What time does it start? Things like that so you can be as prepared as possible. Taking a minute to see if you can find information about the group on something like Facebook or Instagram, whatever, so you can get some more information can be really very helpful. One of the things that I started doing is checking out Google Maps. Uh, That way I can get a look at the location. I can kind of see what's the best way to enter. I can see if there's any food in the area. And just basically get a general idea of the location and uh, what's surrounding it. My next suggestion would be to go as early as possible if you're playing at a new location. You want to get there so you can get as prepared as you can be before the game starts. You want to have everything in place so you're not racing to uh, do something. This is supposed to be fun. This is supposed to be relaxing and enjoyable. And you want to get all your ducks in a row. So all you got to do is worry about enjoying the game and hopefully saying bingo as many times as possible. So the first thing that's going to happen when you get there is that they're going to give you a bag. And that bag is going to have all the items that you purchased online. So if you bought a couple of packs, if you bought some pool tabs, or aka flash, or if you bought any extra items, they're going to have that in the bag that's going to be handed to you when you get there. So what you want to do is when you're there early, you want to get there, you want to take that bag, which is also going to have a receipt on it. So it's going to have a receipt listing all the items you purchased. You want to look inside that bag and make sure that everything is there. Everything you purchase is there. They have a lot of people coming in and out. A lot of people are handling these items and sometimes they make mistakes. That's happened to me a couple of times. And no biggie. You look at it, you show them, you go up to somebody or uh, and you tell them, you know, that uh, something's missing or they've made a mistake or whatever. And you just want to have that clarified before you get started. You want to want to be moving along and all of a sudden you thought you had something and then you realize it's been missing and now it's too late they're playing the game or whatever and it's uh that ship has sailed basically so that's the first thing you want to do the other thing you want to do is what's going to happen is in addition to that bag that they gave you that has all the items that you've purchased, you're going to have a schedule. This is going to list out all the games that they're going to play that night. So this is your little play sheet for what the the event holds for that evening. And you may not understand some of those things. So you want to say, uh, you know, what's this or what's that? If you've got any questions, this is your time. You want to walk up to people and you want to say, I don't understand this game. Um, sometimes they'll say a game like... Um, 
inside out inside outside corners and align and then the question is well is that inside outside corner and align on one square or can you have it on separate squares and sometimes it's you know you don't know and you want to make sure you've asked those questions ahead of time because uh, you're not quite sure so you don't want to miss a bingo because you didn't do it the correct way you know you get that a lot of times when people you know bingo and uh, it had to be on uh, either separate squares or it had to be on the same square and they had it whatever the opposite of that was so you just want to take time you want to look through that list and if you have any questions, you want to make sure you take that time to go up to the people who work there and ask them. You know, they're fine. They're, they're willing to help you. And again, you're stuck in your car otherwise. So if you don't do it then, you, that, that's your only opportunity to make sure that you understand what's going to happen for the night. So and it, the other thing about that is what I've learned. Sometimes they have things going on there that they don't tell you about. <laughs> okay, I learned this my first time out is they have a game that they play that's not listed. So that's 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 the bigger question is you want to find out about things that are not listed on that sheet because they have these games that people who play there regularly, they all know, you know, they they know what's going to happen, it's no big surprise. But I played a game and they I mean I was at a place and they started playing a game and they're calling their these numbers and I wasn't sure there were so many things in my packet that I'd purchased, I wasn't sure uh, if this was something that they did that I didn't know about. Did it have something to do with uh, a receipt or a, a little raffle ticket or, or something? I just didn't know. And you're so busy scrambling trying to figure it out and everything. And then you, then somebody wins and you might have won, but you don't know because you weren't sure what was going on. So more important than asking what's on the paper is to ask the question about what's not on the paper because that has actually happened to me a couple of times when I've been someplace where they play a game that's not listed and you have absolutely no freaking idea what the hell they're talking about. So you want to make sure that you have somebody who gives you who you can ask ahead of time to say, you know, is there something that you guys do that's not listed on this paper? Okay, so that's probably the most important thing is to make sure that for the evening that you're comfortable and you know what's going on uh, as best you can uh, for that evening. Uh, there's still been a couple of times when things have popped up that I wasn't aware of, but you do try to get all those questions answered before the start of the game. So that's one of the reasons you want to go early. But the biggest reason is you want to have that all squared away so you can take time to make sure you have access to Zoom. Zoom is how you're going to watch the game and that's how you're going to know whether you're winning or not. So you want to make sure that you understand how to set up either your phone or your laptop or your uh, tablet, whatever. You want to make sure that you have that in working order well ahead of the time the game is going to start. You're going to make sure that you understand uh, that you should have your mute on so that people can't hear you. You want to make sure that you can hear the caller. But you want to take that time to get that all organized. So again, once everything gets going, you can just sit back, relax, and enjoy the game. My next tip is, if you're going to be playing at a location that goes into the night, you want to make sure that you have a light with you. You know, you want to make sure that you have adequate lighting within your car because you'll go some places where you're starting in the afternoon and it's all bright and all lovely and you're fine. And then you realize now it's about 630 and it's getting a little dark in there. So you want to make sure that you have some kind of lighting in your car so you can see your numbers. Um, 
I've seen a couple of different things. I've seen people use flashlights. I've seen people use camper headlights. Uh, uh, that's actually what I started out with was like a little uh, camping light that I had, but I actually uh, stopped using that because it didn't really work for me as well as it seems to work for some other people. But eventually what I found is a little light that I have. It has like a little USB charger and I charge it up like the night before and I take it there and I clamp it onto my car and it's like a little adjustable light that I can put right over my cards. Uh, I take an extra charger just in case that runs out, but it's worked out really, really well for me. And again, I see a lot of people using a lot of different things. So there's a variety of options there. But one thing I want to say though, is if you are going to use your car light, be careful. Uh, what I see happen is people forget that they're using their car light, that they need to charge the car. And if you don't charge their car and you've had that light going on for a long time, there's a really big possibility of your car battery dying. And I actually say this from experience because that happened on my very first time having a night game. All of a sudden I realized I had left my lights on and my car was dead. Um, the good news is it that happens a lot, so they're really prepared for that. So don't freak out. They, they just go tell somebody, and they will come charge your car. They they do this all the time. It's no big deal. You won't be the first. You definitely won't be the last. So uh, just go tell somebody that's your car batteries died, and they will be kind enough to jump it for you. But again, beware of beware of that. Another thing, another suggestion I'm going to say is when you get to these places, you're kind of stuck. Once you've parked your car, you really can't move your car. You're there for the duration. So uh, you want to make sure that you have some food. What I'll generally do is just either take some leftovers from home or do something like stop at McDonald's, Kentucky Fried Chicken, Chipotle, something like that, just to make sure I've got some food with me. Some of the places will have a uh, Coke machine and like a candy machine, but you can't count on that. So you don't want to be stuck there for several hours and not have the ability to eat something. So really be careful with that. Another thing you want to keep in mind is the weather. Uh, you know, depending on whether it's the summer or whether it's the winter, you want to have the appropriate clothes to have with you in case you need to uh, go outside in the elements because it could be nice and comfortable in your car, but when you go outside, it could be different uh, depending on the time of the year. Right now in California, it's pretty warm during the day. It's lovely, but in the evening, it can get pretty doggone cold, so you have to keep that in mind. Uh, particularly noticeable when you have to go to the restroom and you're in your nice cozy car and you have to get outside and it's freezing and you've got to walk across the parking lot to the restroom. So those are my basic tips. I hope they're helpful and will add to your enjoyment when playing the game. So for this week's Bingo Lingo, we're going to talk about the phrase in the window or on the screen or on the window. That's a phrase you're going to hear several times. You're also going to say that hopefully a couple of times. Uh, the reason you need to know that is that it applies to a couple of different situations. The best situation is when you're waiting for your number to come up. Sometimes you can look up and you'll realize that your number is in the window. And you know if someone hasn't yelled bingo yet, you know that as soon as the caller yells that number that's in the window, that you're going to win, which is great. That's what we're all trying to do. We're all trying to win. So hopefully your number will be in the window or on the screen and the bingo caller uh, is going to say your number and you're going to win. Sadly, one of the other things that happens is you're waiting for a number 
But before they have a chance to call your number, which you can plainly see, somebody else has just yelled bingo on the number prior. Um, that happens way too often for my taste. But anyway, it, it definitely happens. And it's sad. And you'll say, oh, my gosh, my number was in the window. It was on the screen. If that person had not yelled bingo, that would have been my my uh, bingo and I would have won. So that's another situation where you hear the phrase, I was in the window. Uh one of the other instances that will happen is sometimes people are playing a lot of different cards and there's a lot of different patterns going on. Sometimes it's a little hard to keep track of what's happening. So sometimes somebody would have said bingo on a number. So they would have said bingo maybe on B15. And then the next ball pops up in the window and it's G60. And you're going through all your things and all of a sudden you look up and you only need G60 to win and you see G60 on the screen. And so, oh my God, you you say bingo, because even though you've already heard the person yell bingo, you think that you also have a bingo because your number's sitting there clearly in the window. Um, and then you give your, your paper or whatever your tab, if that's what you're playing, you give it to the caller or someone to verify the information. And when they're verifying the information, they're like, no, this isn't a bingo. And you're kind of like, I don't understand. Why isn't this a bingo? And somebody, if you don't realize it or somebody else notices, they'll say, oh, your number was in the window or on the screen, meaning it hadn't been called yet. And it was the next number to be called. So you actually, again, if the person hadn't already bingled in the number before you, then you would have uh, had the bingo, but unfortunately you didn't, which is is really sad. So uh, another phrase you're going to hear is being cased. This is a phrase that's used in Las Vegas. Uh, certainly was when I was growing up. Uh, being cased means that you only need one number. You were sitting there and you're waiting for your one number to show up. And if it had, you would have won. Again, would have been nice. Uh, the other phrase, uh, same thing. Instead of saying being cased, I realize in Los Angeles, the phrase that is most popular is being on. So if someone comes up to you or someone's sitting next to you and you're chatting and they say, oh, my God, I'm on, you know, or they'll say, are you on? It just means do you only need one number to possibly win? And again, God willing, you'll get that number. So those are our two bingo lingo terms for this week. Being in the window or on the screen or also being cased or being on. Okay, so hopefully that is helpful information for you. Thank you for joining us for this episode of The Broke Bingo Attic. The next episode is going to be covering pull tabs, pull tabs, and oh yeah, pull tabs. I hope you'll join me. It's not a game, it's a red stick.